0: You're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall podcast. If you'd like to watch what you're listening to, head to youtube.com slash Xanaland to see. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone, to episode seven, Ooh, seven of Up the Waterfall podcast. <laughs> uh, it is episode seven, but part three of our Epcot series, which we thought would maybe be one episode. It's now turning into an entire digest.
1: might be a full month's worth.
0: Yes, or Ooh. more. Maybe Epcot. We'll see. Oh, yeah. uh, um, if anything,
1: October is a good month for that.
0: So. That's true. I was just going to say, which October is the month to do that. Because it's it. the anniversary of Epcot. As always, I am Susanna, or Zanna, of Land, And I'm here with my husband, Scott Otis. Otisney. Oh, oh, <laughs> That's me. And I, I've been saying this the last, yes. I guess, two episodes. Um, if you are just listening for the first time, you should start with our part one Epcot episode and then into part two. It's not like, you know, it's a continuing Saga that you can't tell what's going on. But we do go from the main entrance through Future World. And we're wrapping up Future World today and then heading to World Showcase. That's right. So if you want to have a cohesive journey, I suppose, start with part one and part two.
1: I would agree. Uh, It works either way, but it helps to remember. One, then two, then three, (laughs) then four.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So we left off last episode I can remember that far back.
1: We uh, ended, I believe, in w- Wonders of Life.
0: Yes, that's right. We had to go the back wonders. to Wonders of Life because that had, we were going chronologically kind of, sort yeah. of with the exception of Journey into Imagination because I wanted to end Oh, that's
1: that. right. We ended with that. actually.
0: Well, no, because then we went back oh, over to Wonders right. of Life <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wrapped that up really quick. It was just a quick jaunt to Wonders of Life, which I'm fine with because, you know, as I said then, it was never one of my like, oh, my God, I have to go kind of thing.
1: I went. I liked it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I always went for Cranium Command and to walk around, but it wasn't, you know, yeah, like Horizons or Journey into Imagination, which I would go back and forth between the two. Absolutely. So <coughs> that said, I guess we're going to jump into the CommuniCore, which Ooh. we touched on a little bit when you were talking about the fact that some of the pavilions did not have a post-show area, but yes. it was in CommuniCore, which I had never put that together yeah. in my small brain so, yeah, back both, then.
1: Uh, both Spaceship Earth and uh, Universe of Energy, their essential post-shows were in the CommuniCorps buildings uh, in opposite ends, but the, the the parts that were closest to the exits of those attractions. I mean, it makes sense now that Spaceship Earth's post-show was in what used to be Earth Station, but back then Earth Station was used more as kind of a guest relations. So then people would would move on there. But I'd still like to touch upon that. Yes. And so if we were to start in that, the CommuniCore West. West. Um Yeah, I know. Usually you go east first. East is, in my own mind, was always considered the better of the two CommuniCores. But I think there's some things in CommuniCore West that were a lot of fun, too. But, yeah, the FutureCom, which was presented by AT&T, or the Bell Systems back in the early day. Um, that was the post show of the, uh, Spaceship Earth. And that, that was uh, the thing I remember most, of course, the, the fountain of information, that mm. giant flowing fountain of just yeah. what I guess then they thought were all kinds of future technologies like cassette tapes or I'm certainly, there were certainly no CDs in there, but. There were they
0: not th- I feel like I remember no. there being well, like shiny disks in there. I
1: believe those were, were laser disks. Oh, okay. That makes not, sense. Or not actually, there are video disks even before laser disks. Wow. So it was yeah.
0: I never put that together either. I just, you know, I don't know. It was it, was, it was just a
1: weird I thing. I never really looked at it too closely to see, but I do remember all kinds of uh there were digital uh readouts that were kind of full it made it look like it was flowing and all kinds of movement and things like that. So it was just a lot of fun. You should definitely look at videos for the, for those things. Yeah, we'll
0: link to Martin's vids again. We've been doing that because it really is. If you weren't there, or if you were there and want to remember because yeah. you were young, um, it's
1: very difficult to describe these things yeah. with words. But he really using does visuals. a great
0: job of covering. <laughs> Not just old home movies, which he has some great quality of those in there, but also like blueprints and plans and Absolutely. concept art and how it actually ended up looking and things like that. So.
1: Right, but the things that I remember were uh, back in our day, <laughs> if you forgive me for saying that, uh, that was kind of the introduction of, you know, touchscreen uh, technology with with computers. And so they had a lot of games and they had a lot also in CommuniCore East. But... Uh, Where you actually touched the monitor, the the screen to to give your answer to to things, to either uh, yeah to either give answers or to kind of move you know drag and drop things.
0: Mm.
1: It was you know and so all of that was just so fascinating and and just new to us that it just became so compelling and just you know that's that's really kind of what drew me in.
0: Yeah, because at the time, I mean there were some computer games but they were not graphic, I don't believe, yet. It was not, all not just not like, like writing. I don't know if you ever did that growing up. Did I did, do, like,
1: I did the writing ones like Zork. Yeah, and things where like you that. had
0: to know DOS. And <laughs> I remember when we moved to Ocala and I went to a school there, that was what I did in oh, yeah. our like free time. We had a gigantic, oh, I mean it wasn't that big, but it was a computer, <laughs> the, you know, with a huge monitor. And I would type in things and learn oh, yeah. DOS commands and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I got into it too. But so to uh, see it on the screen is what I'm saying. It was like really yes,
1: yeah, so actual visual yeah. representations of things. I I did have an Atari growing up. That's so. true.
0: Yes, but I mean computer stuff was different, or like just a monitor right. that you could touch was.
1: So it was just new something, and uh, I guess that's kind of why these things probably are not around as much longer. Is because technology has certainly advanced exponentially to the point where all of that seems very old school right now, but it's still yeah. fond memories.
0: I mean, touch screens still exist. They're oh, just yeah. much smaller now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they also had there um what later became a very big part of my life, the Epcot Outreach.
0: Ah yes.
1: Which was a favorite place of mine because it was a uh back when Epcot was Introduced all of these concepts in, in all of these pavilions and attractions and even World Showcase were all completely new to everyone, and so they, they started getting all of these guest questions about like how does agriculture work and or th- you know can you tell me more about this universe of energy thing and so they essentially created a place. It was actually in the first year, nineteen or sorry, nineteen eighty three, the year after Epcot opened, where they created this Epcot Outreach and they stuck it there. In Communicore West, and it was just a place for uh, essentially a kind of a, a desk monitor, or staffed by f- uh, folks there that were just there to answer guest questions. They had a bunch of uh, printouts that they would give away um, mm-hmm. because, and those were based on what questions were the most asked. And so, yeah. in order to kind of avoid continuously getting asked these questions, they. Uh, put together lists of things that people could take away. And I absolutely remember going in there all the time and taking those away. Just kind of like, uh, like a one sheet about, you know, for each of the pavilions. Yeah. Uh, I know they did one on Hidden Mickeys, Yeah, of I have that
0: in this book, I think, actually. <laughs> but I got this when it moved to where... Upstairs from the art yes. of Disney is. Yes,
1: it, but it initially started in Communicor West, kind of right uh, right adjacent to the breezeway across from where the restaurant is. Oh, yes, I remember Isn't this well. So here's, this is the It's like in press release
0: h- form, so it's pretty funny because it's like, Mickey Mouse design hidden at Walt Disney World Resort. And <laughs> <laughs> that talks about, you know, where you can find the hidden Mickey's, and, and that this was, was the early
1: days of all of that. So there certainly aren't as many. I guess I got this in '95, there.
0: so because it says Epcot '95 okay, right there, well, where the I don't, I'm were, not sure when they the started doing were.
1: the hidden Mickey's in particular, but uh, I know that they started doing this desk in 1983, and they de- They also had a separate uh, a teachers' forum, a place where teachers could go to gather uh, materials if they wanted to bring this back to their classrooms, and kind of teach some concepts of Epcot Center in their classroom. So they had, you know, they had the teacher's lounge as well as the the manned desk and then the computer printouts. They also had computer printouts on the other side where the electronic forum is, but we'll get to that later. Um, But But anyway,
0: that pretty much wraps up west right or well
1: in? there was the <laughs> one section that was kind of where it later became expo robotics that one was kind of like they never <gasps> could find anything that would last there too long but the expo robotics yeah. was the one that lasted the longest
0: i did watch videos on that i don't really remember seeing that it just had though. essentially
1: had um arms kind of like computer arms where they could would showcase that you could uh re- program these things yeah, to do, to amazing do things. things and, and with the spinning tops. That and technology
0: things like that. has improved of course, but oh yeah. it's the design is very similar because now on Royal Caribbean cruises they have the bionic bar where you can <laughs> select what drink you want them to make and then those same style of robot yeah. arms will reach in and think, get all the ingredients and shake it together and give you a drink at the end. So That's right. Technology used for <laughs> right, but then that
1: space was later used for when they uh, introduced the VR, the virtual reality. They had the Aladdin uh, attraction. Yes, with. I do remember that, that kind of. It then went to Disney Quest, but they that was their kind of Disney Imagineering's int- or introduction into virtual reality. And I did that a couple of times, but uh, it did make me nauseous actually a couple of times. So. Yeah. Still had some kinks to work out, <clears throat> But yeah, if we were to head over to the other side, that is where they had, what was it? Futurecom, I believe. Or actually, Backstage Mac. Yeah, Futurecom was the one in West that we were talking about <laughs> earlier. Backstage Magic was probably my favorite because that's the one that actually had the show that was initially the Astuter Computer Review.
0: Which I did see at least once.
1: Oh, you did? Yeah. Because that was a very short living show. And I actually my first visit end? in, I believe eight, eighty three or eighty four, hmm. because my my first visit was in eighty four, in May, and it, w- it had already been. Uh, it was gone by then. It, I it probably was gone by then. It was way. backstage magic with Julie, which was very nice. Uh, anyway, but it was a kind of a an introduction to. Kind of the computers that run not only everything at Epcot Center, but pretty much everything at all of Disney World. Kind of partnered with DAX, that, yeah. that system. And they, were, they kind of showed how all of the audio animatronics were um, mo- monitored there and the lights and pretty much all of the movements of things, American Adventure, everything. And that was a fun exhibit there because ev- eventually they opened up I guess they showed you behind the scenes where the actual computers and and they're still there and they are literally still there that's where they run it from and I think that is actually one of the reasons why that building is not being uh leveled in the in the new Epcot is because there's so much infrastructure there that uh
0: it wasn't built to be destroyed that's right (laughs) (laughs) did you find out how long that ran a Studer any, any computer? Guesses? Well, well he said from
1: park opening to, I'm guessing, 83. 83.
0: But do you have the month?
1: January 2nd, 1984. Okay, so okay, then I so. did
0: see it on my first visit. That's why I don't have too many memories of it, because it was probably only once.
1: So it lasted between one and two years, and they had that, the, that dancing man. Yes. Who's actually Ken Jennings? Jennings. Ken Jennings, yes, not of Jeopardy fame.
0: Early the pearly is that his name?
1: He was a pearly.
0: Uh, (laughs) Such a random (laughs) choice of, but it worked, and and
1: that was a a Sherman Brothers song. Anyway, but uh, I actually I preferred Julie because uh, she was cute, (sighs) and she worked with Io to to show all of that. Io,
0: I have weird. It was such a weird time. This is off topic, I guess, but. It was such a weird time for computer knowledge back then because it was really a whole new language and like IO being an actual computer term or whatever, I guess, input-output. I remember in that same school I was talking about, we did a play that was all about computer stuff. (laughs) And there was like, we were acting out like they were doing garbage in and garbage out and like these weird glitch (laughs) things. And it was like so ridiculous. I wish I had like that a video weird. of that. Yeah, but that was like a big thing back then was the <laughs> fact that, you know, computers were now accessible to everyone and you needed to learn new terms because otherwise you wouldn't know what was going on and it mm-hmm. would just be like what's happening? <laughs> so, yeah.
1: But they also had in that same area a bunch a lot more of those uh, computer games. Essentially they had like the Population Clock, mm. that thing with Little characters going around. Showed the ever-growing United States population back then, with 250 million, I remember. Hmm. Uh, But then they also had the where you drag and drive, and you created the stars and stripes of the American flag. Yes. Or the the jet set game, where you kind of had to put people and their luggage onto an airplane to Mm. be able to to go. And of course, our favorite
0: robot. Do you remember his name? Smart One. That's right. Which I always said in my head is Smart One. That's because the A wasn't there. I know. But like they even say it when, you know, when you go to his little area, they would say, this is Smart One. He's the smartest person. He's so
1: smart that he can read his name without the A. I
0: guess. I guess. I was just dumb.
1: But that was, (laughs) I guess you picked up a phone and (laughs) he asked you questions. (laughs) He asked you a bunch of questions and then he would be able to guess certain things based on your answers. Yeah
0: and he was just a cute little guy like yeah, he was cute little built in robot. a way that it was very welcoming and friendly That's not right. just a a robot arm he was like a whole
1: <laughs> he had a he had a personality yeah. and a character it was great
0: and if nothing else you could just as a kid run over there and you know listen in on the phone and try to stump him yeah. but it never you worked never,
1: yeah you can never stump him
0: and i do remember the american express travel area that was in it, like you went up yeah the that ramp was across
1: uh, across the way on the other side of the the pathway essentially you're kind of next to i guess the restaurant but they had a giant weird ball i actually never really went there because i never went to an american express travel agent
0: well i didn't like book anything but you could just like walk through and yeah, look at stuff you know i,
1: d- <laughs> I went to the <laughs> american express travel desk in the mall to get all of the disney world stuff that they had available. Mm. We would uh, go to AAA. Oh,
0: interesting. Get triptychs because we drove down. Oh, I did
1: triptychs, of course, but we're getting way off topic. Sorry. I want to mention one other thing was, of course, you could build a roller coaster, which they later, of course, perfected in uh, Disney. Disney Quest? Well, I was going to say Disney Quest and then Some of All Thrills. Did you
0: ever ride Some of All Thrills? I did. You did? You did? I never did. I got a pin for I was there on its last day and (laughs) got a pin, but I still never. I mean, I was with Geo, so I couldn't have anyway. It was great. I'm a not really a. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it more than the Disney Quest one. Mm. I never did that either. See, I'm not a huge coaster person. I'm always afraid of but getting. These are all
1: future them. things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was oh, yeah, talking sorry. about the original. Well, you know, build a coaster where you could, could essentially use a touchscreen and kind of. Yes. Yeah. So you just watched little, it. You didn't like. Yeah, you just watched. it. <laughs> but it had the little the beaver guy. Uh, who, yeah. Who was very reminiscent of the the beaver in. Uh, the Lady in the Tramp, with the 6%. the or the shay, sh- sh- yeah, which is, of course, from <laughs> Lady in the Tramp. But I always kind of associate like I guess I always thought they were the same character.
0: That guy, yeah, I think they were. And there's also isn't there like Gopher in Winnie the Pooh? Yes, but I don't know if he has that same voice. It's, it's been just, too long it, since I've been
1: These are all ground rodents, so that's fun. <laughs> <was> Any, supposed <laughs> to air rodents? Water
0: rodents. I just <laughs> meant
1: they all kind of. Yeah, are yeah. lumped together as being uh, similar.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Getting way off topic here. No. And then I was going to head over. The are th- always on topic. <laughs> I was going to head on over to the next thing, which was energy exchange, which we did mention when we talked about the universe of energy a, a bit. And there was a. Th- that was just kind of a thing where you could. I remember there were, they had a giant um, oil rig. Yes, I do that, remember that. And they kind of rep- showed you how far under the ocean it went. And I know they had a hand crank where you could essentially. Uh, yeah, that
0: was always really hard to do.
1: Yeah, me. it always made you very tired where well, you could power a light bulb if you could turn a crank pretty quick and showing you how much power it took yeah. to actually and light I think a light bulb.
0: I said this on one of the last episodes that all of these things, and I guess it was talking about uh, Wonders of Life, all of those kind of like post-show or whatever activities are very like science museum-y. Yes. Um, Which, you know, everyone loves the science museum. Yeah, in my mind. back then it was.
1: Communicore was essentially kind of like that.
0: Yeah. So it was, as we've been saying, edutainment. Yes. Because you were learning things as well as having fun. Um,
1: They also
0: had the census over there.
1: Yes, they had the United States census, the population clock.
0: Oh, that's what that was? Yeah. I'm just reading this. And there was a I game think. down there
1: um, as, as part of that. And game. the
0: Epcot Pole was in.
1: Well, that was in the, uh, the northern end. Oh, okay. well, I'm sorry. This the is why I've I'm
0: I'm, I'm been trying to picture this in my head, and I knew that the Epcot Across Pole was, next to, was next to the It was next to the Centaurium.
1: yes. So the Centaurium and the, ep- the Electronic Forum, or Epcot Pole, were on the south side of Communicore East. And all of the things that we're talking yes. about now, <laughs> including energy exchange and backstage magic were on the north yeah. side
0: I just got so used to interventions it's hard for me I remember doing the individual things but like the layout is lost in my mind yes
1: so uh, now I'm going to that last quadrant where we were talking about where they had the electronic form and the Epcot pole and then they also had the this man of the century <laughs> yes uh, and this was actually run by the folks over at um, Epcot outreach on the other side uh, staffed by the same folks who did that, I later learned, and they also had uh, printouts at the at the post show of that. I guess it was both pre show and post show, but anyway, in this place, they had things, uh, additional things that you could hold up to your, f- you know, or I guess phones, <laughs> and they had. <laughs> But they had different news things. I'm not talking about in where you went into the no, theater No, I do remember that, yeah. But they had different topics, different mm-hmm. uh, present-day news items yes. that you could learn about there. And it was very strange because that's kind of the only place in all of Disney World where you could kind of get back into in whatever was reality, going on yeah. in, in the world.
0: And if you think about it, it it was foreshadowing to the future of Personal phones, oh, and yeah. now you you know get all of the news delivered to your fingertips. And that's right. And but we probably didn't think about it being that way. Not at right all. Then. It <laughs> was just like Whoa.
1: So, but they did have the the bank of uh, computers where they essentially had the the man of the century, where you could talk about um, who was who's the most influential person. Walt and Disney. And uh, honestly, <laughs> I always thought how could it not be Walt Disney because yeah. he was born in 1901, and He had such an everlasting impact on everybody's life for an entire century.
0: But we did recently watch the Communicore Martins vids, and they said in there that (laughs) they never really announced who No, because I guess there were
1: some shenanigans going on there where people were trying to uh, do a write-in vote for a particular cast member, I guess. Oh, really? It was a very strange thing. That's funny. So, yeah. They did, I think, eventually they had a top ten, but... uh, yeah, they never really came out with a final answer for that. But anyway, the main thing there was that you uh, they had a show and a theater that you would walk into and have very comfortable seats. It was very there wasn't a huge theater, but uh, it had on your armrest, f- I believe, A through E, kind of mm-hmm. like they have had the at American, American Idol, Idol experience, yeah. but this was the precursor to that. And they would talk about actual kind of uh, current events. Um, hot topics
0: lots of nuclear power topics yeah. and um, I think there was like immigration things oh sure maybe?
1: anything that was like that yeah they talked could about see
0: what the rest of the audience very controversial
1: yeah and so they would basically poll the audience to see uh, what their thoughts were and th- there were some introductory questions on whether you know whether you're male or female um, what where you lived if you were an American citizen, citizen, or if you lived outside the country. And so they were able to kind of break down the answers based on that at the end. But uh, it was- Technology. I always enjoyed that. And and they would show video clips of certain things to to kind of give you an idea of what was going on. And then they would uh, ask questions. And that was, of course, run by a person there who, as I mentioned, worked at Epcot Outreach. So that was always a fun show, I, and I, probably a lot of people thought it was maybe drier, uh, a little. I big. mean,
0: it was air conditioned and you got to sit down, so <laughs> I didn't mind it at all. But I always found and it I very liked unique. The you know that oh, you got yeah. to vote and it was fun and cool.
1: That's right, because everyone, including small children, could vote. Yes,
0: and, and it would and you beat up everyone that doesn't <laughs> agree
1: with. You. Uh, I was just going
0: to say that that concept I don't think would ever happen today because Disney has certainly changed their focus and brand oh very much so uh, so that they would not want to engage in such controversial yes. topics and well, to rile did. people up
1: but this was of course right um they had those two giant satellite dishes out yes. just outside of this and that's kind of where they were able to essentially get all the information from have it beamed there <laughs>
0: that's so well back in, in the early
1: of. day if you heard, if you read uh What was it? Um, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, the The press release guy, Charlie Ridgeway. He yeah, he was talking about how they used that and how they were able to do live interviews back at like the opening of Epcot using that using those satellites.
0: It's very weird to think about. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it 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 was to kind of doing live feeds back. You know, so this is the early '80s we're talking about. So those actually had a huge impact and that's kind of why they were there and that's why they were particularly there because that was right next to the place where you could get the news essentially Mm. so but then of course uh right next to that yeah enough of this
0: education yeah we need to focus let's go shopping fun
1: this is where they had the the Centaurium. you ever been to the Centaurium?
0: Oh, have I. Every night in my mind, I still go.
1: This is a fantastic shop. This was essentially the largest shop in Epcot Center. It's
0: really weird to me that a store, a Disney <laughs> store, can have such a place in my heart and no, mind. seriously. But it really, I don't know what, I guess it's just, it's the combination of all of the original Epcot Center, all of the 80s and the fact that I was the perfect age to experience it—it it
1: was perfection. I mean, even just the the signage. Yeah. They had all of the little hexagons with all of the uh, the logos of all of the different uh, mm-hmm. pavilions, in in I guess silver. Right? Yeah. They were a kind and then of the
0: the logos were the color of whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, to me, that was just great. I mean, so they had a. a, a a, a walkway yes. on the outside the with, huge giant, hallway,
0: which yeah,
1: with giant windows. You can yeah. kind of get a sense of how that is over now in what is Interventions West. And, oh came, no. Because
0: now it's closed. Oh hello.
1: That's gone now. So yeah. if you remember <laughs> where that was, yeah. So they had a giant hallway with you know floor to ceiling yeah. windows that were two stories high, which we'll talk about at the end of the Centaurium about why they were that high. Or another reason why they were that high. <laughs> But anyways, and then I remember the carpet was kind of a reddish purplish. But anyway, and then the Centaurium was right there, and you essentially you took a stairwell down into it.
0: Yeah, which you know, multi-leveled, late seventies, early eighties architecture of sunken living rooms oh, and yeah. stuff like that it like i like that. always like i had a few friends like five that five had steps down. sunken living rooms and i was like this is the coolest thing ever
1: and i think all of the rooms there were kind of hexagon shaped as well i'm, yeah. I'm sure that was a theme it
0: and was, it wasn't overly crowded it wasn't even a huge space but there were different areas like you yes. ha- the stairs up to that other little oh, yeah. nook.
1: Well there were yeah there were definitely multi levels. I always enjoy the upper levels because they had kinda like some fancier things Well, yes. Art.
0: Then you could either take an elevator oh, or the right. actual stairs. Oh okay you're talking up. about even just the downstairs yeah, portion of the state Yeah, the if you the in from the breezeway between Stargate yep. and here, mm-hmm. you walked down a few steps mm-hmm. into the store as you did on the other side. <laughs> and then there was a separate like jewelry area which oh, i yes. hung out in that's where uh, i got I probably my didn't hang out
1: there m- as much
0: charm bracelet Aww. with my figment which i still have he's very tarnished because <laughs> one time i thought to clean him i would put him in the dishwasher no i did a lot of dumb things like that growing up <laughs> my logic was not as best right. uh but i got and i'm wearing <laughs> these in the late oh, yes. years of the Centorium. these are titanium which was like the newest Fancy. Fad the, of, the fancy you know, metals. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was like they're rainbowy, green, and purpley.
1: They're Mickey shaped Epcot balls. And
0: they're laser cut Mickey heads. Oh my. And then a little hoop. And I distinctly, in, this is ingrained in my memory for some reason. I can't remember something that happened yesterday, but I remember walking in and getting those off of the little jewelry display and, and buying them. So. Aww like what a weird dumb memory to keep in my head i don't think that's weird or (laughs) dumb at all but yeah i still have them and i don't have anymore my epcot logo the little epcot Mm -hmm. center logo not spaceship earth or anything um earrings which i did have at the time too my friend katie and i both (laughs) have uh an ebay alert yes for any epcot center earrings unbeknownst
1: to you i've been looking for
0: these too well there's going to be a lot of us trying to bid if they ever come. If you have Epcot Center <laughs> logo earrings from the 80s that you'd like to sell, please drop me an email it's at Anna, it's com. I'll be happy to pay a handsome sum. That's right. Uh, but getting back to, there was the upstairs <laughs> area yeah, so that you a, could a, take the elevator or walk yeah. up an actual flight of stairs. Yeah. Which were the wooden slat uh, stairs with you could see uh, through them. Mm, love it. And glass. But yeah, that's ramming. what up
1: there they had uh, more of the higher end things. I remember they had art. Of some of the more yeah. fancier, I think, clocks and things like that, watches. And
0: wasn't the golf stuff up oh, there, yes, or was yeah, that down Yeah, the golf yeah. stuff was it. And
1: there was even multi levels, even just on the upstairs parts. It was a very yeah, I guess interesting so. I area. Hmm. And now it is that shop Mouse yes. Gear. So Mouse gear. It's in the <laughs> same place as that. But uh, this was, I don't know bigger it wasn't bigger it was but it just seemed it
0: wasn't bigger but it was more open feeling oh, very it much wasn't so. like when you walk into mouse gear or mouse gears as most people call it which is annoying <laughs> in and of itself because no one knows the name um we'll do a show on nomenclature at some point oh yes <laughs> um yeah it was just it's more crowded in yeah town. it's so crowded like they've when they whenever they've renovated it over the years it's just to add more stuff and of course yeah the Disney merchandise machine is an runaway train it at this really point. Is. <laughs>
1: and so it's almost to the point where you c- just couldn't have yeah. a Centurion And this now.
0: was back in the time when uh, you couldn't get everything everywhere. It was if yeah. you wanted a figment shirt, you had to get it in Epcot, nowhere else. That's I don't right. know if they sell figment shirts in the rest of um, like Magic Kingdom, but you can get mm, generic... Not. Walt Disney World merchandise anywhere so it was a combination I think of those things that it was unique in design and just the there was little figments around like the uh, figurines uh, the large figures of figment that were decorated and there was a figment section with all the different size stuffed figments which I don't have my large one out here (laughs) or my original one but They, uh, yeah, Yeah, they
1: exist. (laughs) They're all around the
0: house. (sighs) Good times, and it was air conditioned. And walking through that hallway was yeah. I just remember
1: it was always just just a good time going there. I don't have necessarily any specific memories about much there, but I just remember always going there and just always being happy.
0: And you got a cool Epcot Center bag if you bought anything. Oh, that's right. I do remember a box, an Epcot Center. Oh yeah, like gift box. Yeah. Somewhere. I've got a
1: yeah, I've got you I've have got a those bunch of those, I'm sure. But I also <laughs> remember I did get my the giant Epcot Center map there, so oh, got that. Where's that? It's a uh, it's in the place.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that makes it anyway. sound terrible. Yeah. No, it's a good place. <laughs> it's a good place. <laughs> I've
1: got a place with a lot of stuff.
0: It's called a storage unit, folks. You may have heard of it. It's well,
1: I, I do have other things there too.
0: Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Even you don't know the place. Hmm. <laughs> is this in the prenup that I didn't sign? Wait. What? <laughs> All right. I. Th- I mean, are we what done with? This episode.
1: <laughs> yes, I think that is it. Uh, okay.
0: We're um, done with Future World. We'll bid it a fond hard, it's, adieu. It's, yeah. Uh, we will in future episodes. I think go do a deep dive oh, yeah. on different uh, pavilions. We're just trying to I'm touch sure. on these. But indeed. this is just the overview of Epcot memories, as I said. This is why we keep talking about Martin's vids and stuff. This is not the facts and figures certainly not uh, podcast. Trying, it is our personal memories and Scott, of course, is more, you know, facts and figures than I am.
1: I try to be. I don't try to be more than you are. I just I try to get my <laughs> facts and figures.
0: Uh, so with that said, we're going to head to World Showcase. In which before, way will we go? Before we jump in, uh, Odyssey Restaurant. Oh yeah, was kind of the gateway to World Showcase if you wanted to go that way. It was a fun little, and.
1: More hexagons.
0: I loved going there, <laughs> for for some reason to me, if I got a cheeseburger back in the day, it was better at the Odyssey than at Stargate. Absolutely. I have no idea why. I just really enjoyed the shape of that building. It was very hexagons. brown and <laughs> neutral to me. And, and those bathrooms. The bathrooms were fun and cool. And I really Old liked, Center, which is yeah. are still there. You know, the walkways have those huge steel rails yes. on the top of them. That, that was very appealing to me as a child. What's interesting is that the the
1: bridge, <laughs> the bridge that goes from the Odyssey to the World of Motion or um, what is now Test Track, that wasn't there when the park opened.
0: Mm. Yeah, they
1: actually had to add that later. Because I guess they realized, oh wait, traffic. They mm-hmm. kind of want to go from here to there, and so yeah,
0: the, it was you had to go all the way around. So it?
1: yeah, Odyssey was uh, definitely v- kind of more world showcase centric, yeah. because you had to b- be on the either the the walkway that goes to world showcase or on the world showcase itself to get there.
0: And before we jump into world showcase, in that little lagoon area between the Odyssey walkway and Mexico, there were flamingos. That's right. And I the loved seeing flamingos. the flamingos. They yes. were smelly, but I loved looking at them. And it was super cool. And yeah. I was very sad when they got rid of the flamingos. I get it's it. It's always I fun.
1: but It's always fun to have live critters. Yeah, And that was sure. one of the few places. They did have the, the birds also in Mexico, I guess, since oh, I yeah. just did that. We're That's now right. I probably going to Mexico first, right?
0: We are going to Mexico first. But before, I know this is not chronologically correct, but I just wanted to point out, because I looked this up this morning that the uh port of entry and disney traders when do you think those were added
1: oh boy you're gonna really quiz me here huh um i'm gonna guess 94
0: that's what i would have thought i thought it was much closer i mean i don't know if this is accurate Uh or not but i looked up and saw that it was 88 that those were added Hmm. It, i mean i always look at those and i'm like oh those are the new shops which again proves how old i am but
1: here's a fun fact i actually started working at epcot center selling ice cream bars
0: in 90. and
1: and that was in they 1990 weren't there then well no i just i can't remember they must have been.
0: I mean, I could It's very hard to find specifics I think, I, on I guess those two sense. shops. But yeah, I remember when they were added, and for some <laughs> reason, I thought it was much more recent than it was. But anyway, that's not original that we're talking about. I just wanted to throw that in there that it was interesting. But that lot. means
1: that they were definitely there. Yeah. Uh, while I worked there, selling ice cream bars, both in World Showcase and Future World. Yeah. For a dollar fifty. Or a dollar thirty-five for the fruit bars, mm. or a dollar sixty for the premium musketeer bar.
0: Did you eat a bunch of those back then? Like, do you have memories of eating the? Oh yeah. Because the fruit <laughs> bars used to have like a weird coating on them. Do you remember that?
1: Yes, that was, uh, it, was it was a, a lot brand. of. It was kind of wax. Yeah. It was a per, yeah. It was a way to prevent it
0: from melting. <laughs> yes. I really like those. We used to always get those, and when we opened our ice cream shop, my dad wanted to find that company and sell those there. And I think for a while it was called Froze Fruit. That was the brand, and that's we sold those coconut what? ones and strawberry ones at our shop.
1: Well, we had uh, lemon and strawberry for a dollar thirty-five, some point and they, get they coconut, both had I the uh, the kind of the wax exterior. And yeah, we did get a lot of people f- that were kind of weirded out by them and <laughs> wanted a refund. I would. There's really not much you could do about that.
0: The <laughs> coconut ones had real coconut flakes. In them. Uh, do you remember selling? Did they not have no, coconut? ones? we had
1: five, five. We had the Lemon lemonade bar and the strawberry bar for dollar thirty five. We had the Mickey Mouse face bar, and the cookie sandwich for a dollar fifty, and then the premium Mouseketeer bar
0: hmm.
1: for a dollar sixty.
0: Maybe I'm just remembering having them at the Steak ice cream prices. store. Yeah, but the coconut flakes would like cut my tongue, and then you'd have like a bloody white. coconut We always bar.
1: had to warn people that they were hard frozen because yeah. we used dry ice to uh, to keep them cool and they could you know so you could do that thing where you could stick your tongue on there and they'd get stuck oh yeah so we had to warn every (laughs) single guest that bought them about that danger
0: so anyway going officially into world showcase (laughs) we always as a family went to the left and went to mexico first
1: we went all different ways
0: i think because the majority of people went to the right at that time, I now guess. it doesn't make any difference because there's a million people there all the time forever. <laughs> but back then, most people would go to Canada because it was like a yeah. familiar. And that was kind of the, the closest place.
1: If you wanted to go somewhere that was less crowded, always go left.
0: Yeah, I'm that like, was in t- the like burn like bomb. That go, was the yeah. guide. If, if there were was two lines, you go to the yeah. left one. I feel like if anything, it's. Maybe opposite now. I think you're right because, uh, I mean, al- alcohol plays a, a big part in that. I think people <laughs> are like, margaritas, let's go this way. But there isn't too far. You have to go uh, in any direction to get a drink There's alcohol
1: all now. over the World Showcase. But yeah, the margaritas. I've, yeah. I've never had one. but
0: So we always went to the left, to Mexico, went in the Mexico Pavilion, and of course experienced...
1: El Rio del Tiempo. Yes. Is that what you were going to say? no, that's what I was
0: going to say. I mean, I loved, I still love the Mexico Pavilion. It was such an amazing feat.
1: Yeah, it's the most unique one in that they had, it's essentially nighttime, all time. Yeah. Yeah, you would go inside and be in a plaza at the night, in nighttime. That is
0: one of my favorite theme park design.
1: Oh, yeah, because you're essentially, even though you're inside a building, you're outside. (laughs) Yes. Uh, you're in a plaza. and At night, At, too, at night, so. yeah, that's the thing. And so there are a beautiful fountain there, lots of fun uh, Mexican wares that they were showing, uh, you know, selling. Uh, and then, they, of course, the restaurant, which I never got to eat at. Sorry.
0: I, I always wanted to. I ate there <laughs> a lot, and that's where I had cactus for the first time because back cactus, then they had a salad that had little bits of cactus in it, and I was oh. super freaked out, but I tried yeah, it anyway. I'm
1: sure you were probably scared you were going to get...
0: Yeah, exactly. But that was not, it was <laughs> sure they more like those. a zucchini more than anything else. Right. But anyway, uh, I remember thinking, I don't know if it was from reading in the Burn Bomb book or what, but it might have just been my parents told me that the volcano in the background of the whole scene as you yes. walk in, there was the, the temple. Volcano. And next to that, there was a volcano in the distance. And they told me that it was going to erupt. Oh, yeah. So it it was
1: just moments away, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. And we got (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it doesn't say it. And why would it say it? And
1: I'm sure it does not.
0: Um, But we had reservations, you know, to dine there. Mm -hmm. And we sat right by the water and I just stared at that volcano nonstop the entire time. When is it going to erupt? Planning your
1: exit route in case it No, had to I get mean I didn't there. think I just thought it would
0: be a fun <laughs> cool effect and it never erupted and uh, I was very disappointed. And then we went on the boat ride, probably uh, before and after cuz it was just love, such a fun oh, so peaceful. relaxing It's still interesting. Is. Of course, you know, as I said before my mom was a former professional ballerina, so seeing the I think it was Ballet Folklórica, folklorico
1: I'll have to take your word on Were that. Were the dancers. Um, yeah, they definitely, I remember so in, in the book that. here, they talked about, the in the beard book, they talked about uh, the filming of those sequences mm. and using authentic Mexican dancers uh, for all the different styles. I didn't really understand all of those styles, but I did think that that was a very beautiful section, and I very much enjoyed it, and I certainly enjoyed, then I went to the the small children uh, festival that they still kind of have now uh but then after that was kind of had things that were very reminiscent of if you had wings yes those little scenes yeah little vignettes that were
0: built into the set design so if you know there was a rocky outcropping and then in there, you would see the cliff divers. Yes,
1: the uh, cliff divers of Acapulco. And they have a, there was a little swimming pool on the on the bottom where mm. you could see uh, the ocean underneath or fish swimming. Which uh,
0: is now still there. It's just yeah, it's Donald just with a diving
1: Donal- mask. Donald. ¿Dónde está Donald? Part of the Three Caballeros.
0: Which is a fun... Um, Change, I guess. Yeah, if they I actually to enjoy it, that change. Yes, and you know, the when they added back the original Mickey's review figures to the Three Caballeros yes. stage at the end, which happened on our wedding That's day. That's right. They opened it on our wedding day.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> they, they started with them animated on the screen there, and then they took the original characters from the Mickey Mouse review and put them in there and on our wedding day.
0: And then combining um, the Small World esque characters mm-hmm. in that first that part section. and then uh just you know the mercado scenes where they yeah. were bargaining with you which is kind of racist now but you know <laughs> and the Mexico
1: City uh, scene at the end with the fireworks yeah. and all of those you could see the little uh the fiber, fiber optic optics things, that yeah. were used but it was still
0: super fun back well, then oh the yeah
1: <laughs> yeah all of the, basically all of it, it was just very okay.
0: oh with the cliff divers yeah, and like the caves, yeah we there. were talking about that before. We were getting up and leaving. so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You yeah. can never miss a moment of the, our content. Yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, so each and every part was different, but I very much enjoyed each segment.
0: I also really liked, which is still there, the scenery, I guess it's just like, you know, a wallpaper more than anything of the city of, oh, I yes. guess, Mexico City yeah, Mexico is what city. that's supposed mm-hmm. to be. And all of the little tall buildings and like hotels or whatever and the little windows and it was like black lit. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like the purpley color, which was a big Epcot theme. That's right. Um, Just loved it. So yeah, it, it was, was a, a good v- time. It was just a
1: good classic boat ride.
0: And back then it was very rare to have a line for that ride. That's right. <laughs> which I guess is maybe why they
1: changed No, I think it wasn't due to just not a lack of interest. It was just because the park wasn't as crowded as it is now.
0: I forgot to say, in our Centaurium part, if you're Ooh, watching this on video and not listening, I'm holding a cup from the these which they sold these in this size, and I think they had like little juice glasses, and then there was a shorter, fatter cup, <laughs> which is what we had. I bought these on eBay for your birthday, one year, I think. Thank you. But Sorry, my lipstick is on the straw. Uh, But we had these growing up and my parents would always use them My dad would drink Diet Pepsi with a twist of lime and then when that was done it would become vodka with a twist of lime (laughs) Whoops! Welcome to my childhood and uh, But what I enjoyed um, This is what reminded me of it. Sorry about my lipstick on this, but back then in the Mexico restaurant I think it was only there you had paper straws back then.
1: I do not recall Yeah, I never dined there. Because
0: I used to get Mr. <laughs> pib back then was my, oh my. drink of choice, apparently. And, <laughs> and we used to... The waiter in Mexico would joke that it was Senior Pib And uh-huh. it was like a whole cute thing. <laughs> and I remember the paper straws with the Mr. Pib back Very then. Very cool. So I'm just throwing that in there. That was fun. That, that was kind of before it's time to have paper straws back yeah. then, which now back again.
1: That's right. They're hip.
0: If you request a straw, that is. That's right. Um, anyway, I definitely got a pinata there at least once in my life oh in my. the little marketplace section.
1: Interesting. And I never did.
0: I Thought that it would come with candy inside. It, didn't? it did not come with oh, candy no. inside. You have to fill up a pinata because why would they add yeah, candy? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Anything could happen. It could be full of bugs when you bring it home. Yikes! And no one would know. So I was very disappointed by that. But it all worked out in the end. At some point, <laughs> I had a pinata party. I don't remember and exactly. Smacked but. it. Yes. Cracked
1: it, and opened it. Fun. Um,
0: yeah. So I think. I mean, there was all sorts of fun things. It was a place that I think still today, people put on the most gigantic sombrero and take a photo. Um, yes. I have a picture of my brother and sister and I doing that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I do not. And then they had silver in the jewelry stores and that was my big ooh. thing was silver jewelry back then. Very cool. La-ti-da. Hey, it was cheap and I used to, you know, <laughs> get it in Mexico and Morocco and up in Maine when I would go on vacation there. Very cool. Anyway, do you want to add anything else about Mexico or? Nope, I'm good. Okay. we'll I love it. We'll cover changes in a future episode. Yes. But for now, that was the original Epcot uh, Mexico Pavilion, which was much beloved and still is. And it smells like because of the boat ride. Sorry. <laughs> Because of the boat ride, when you walk in, it's a very distinct smell, oh, like yes. when you walk into Pirates or something like that. They
1: call it the musty water smell. Yeah, but and I that's what like
0: um, that hallway in Centurium smelled like to me too, because of like the musty air conditioning mildew, probably it's terrible. It is mildew, yeah, but, but anyway, but it's
1: got a very it it evokes a lot of memories. Yeah, so
0: I can. That's I think why I, I still hold out such love and hope for Epcot, despite all the changes, is yeah. because it's very trans. Uh, portative. What yeah, is that transportative. word? Transportative. That's not a word. Sure. No. Absolutely Trans, it is. Hmm. Christian, look that up. What am I trying to say? What
1: I think you, that word works. Like
0: it up. transports you.
1: That would be transportative.
0: It's. I don't think that's a word. I will look that up. <laughs> Let's move along. Anyway, I'm instantly transported when I walk through the doors of the Mexico Pavilion that's today great. to. I like that
1: that there are still things there that can do that.
0: Transportive. Transportive. I was adding an extra ta. Transportive. Anyway. Works for me. On to the next. (laughs) Well, uh, the next one
1: is actually their second expansion. Norway.
0: Oh, right. So that wasn't there until, what, 88? (laughs) 88.
1: And actually. I
0: should have worn my Norway shirt.
1: I actually uh, went there in... um, may of 88 actually it was june of 88 uh, it was kind of a high school graduation trip for a gift for myself i just went by myself literally the day after i graduated high school and uh, one of the things i remember is going to this norway pavilion and it was not quite open but everything was made and you could so the walls were down you could walk in the area and i did that and since i absolutely love rock work they had that absolutely amazing rock work at the end with the waterfall, and they were op- yes. they were testing the boats, oh, wow. and so I would just stand there for, literally, over an hour, just watching the boats and listening to the sounds that were coming from that hole <laughs> that they had up there, yes, where you could see the boats kind of up probably about thirty or forty feet up, um, where the boats would kind of almost come out. Of that hole mm-hmm. and you could see them uh, and it's like what's going on why would they do that why would they yeah. come to that point turn a little bit and then go away it just seemed very unique like back then i didn't realize that there was a backward section it was just very unique mm-hmm. and so i was just that's one of the memories that i have is just watching that for yeah. it, it was also because it was uh, something brand new mm-hmm. and i was, always loved and love brand new things and norway is such an interesting choice um because all of the other countries that they had they either had the uh, a lot of european countries they had the three north american countries of mexico united states and canada and then of course china and japan and then the two new ones were you know morocco the uh, an interesting one from Northern Africa, and then this one in Scandinavia, which I always found very fascinating. Uh, I am Swedish by um, origins, <laughs> so it's so yeah. I, I'm in. You know, my grandparents are from Scandinavia, so.
0: Did you um, ever experience the Danish bathrooms that existed uh, that's before? Right. They
1: did have the bathrooms there that are still there were there all all by themselves and they were i guess were they called danish bathrooms well that's i guess they had danish architecture.
0: yeah that's what the epcot
1: and they were on the they were on the original lots of blog posts epcot about center maps uh, they even had the bathrooms in the map there
0: oh, let's see if they have a name in there i, I don't think they, they had a n- name it was just it was just in the building is like physically
1: like on the map but yeah um so it was just brand new and and that was the amazing thing about leaving the the film that they had there the spirit of norway mm. that you would experience at the end of the boat ride i still have the distinction of every single time <laughs> i rode that boat ride every single time i stayed and i watched that film beautiful yeah it was my, one of my favorites and i know we're kind of getting out of order here no that i
0: mean uh, norway was you know pretty much original and just a few years later we can definitely yeah. talk about it um
1: but I, I just meant I was starting with the film before the ride itself. oh well that's okay <laughs> we should probably go on the ride first
0: yeah I always, always loved did. Maelstrom it was Love always it. a fun time I mean I guess I understand how it wasn't as fun and exciting for people to keep attendance up but that goes back to my statement that all of these pavilions could have been improved upon in their original state versus ripping them out yeah. and starting over. But I understand that it's, <laughs> it's just not the way things go.
1: No. But it was a, a very fun ride. Yeah, you and
0: it, it really told you all about Norway. If yeah. you, as a little kid, had no clue it really covered the very basics, especially with the film at the end, gave you more insight. That's right.
1: But so you, on these wonderful little Viking boats went up the hill. We are not the first to pass these way.
0: Yeah. It we had North iconic be the last. theming.
1: Yeah. It showed a lot of the, uh, I guess those weren't really audio animatronic characters, but they were f- Norwegian the figures. Oh, those, I would that yeah. even just the, the guys before, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, then they went to the trolls. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they wanted us to disappear. Yes, we were invading and then their we turf. Went
0: back, back over the falls. Over the <laughs> falls.
1: That's right. That, and that was a fun place to see fourteen foot giant uh, giant polar bears yes. and their children.
0: Which, if you do the backstage magic, which that name has been used many times throughout the years, um, by the tour, Disney, the, the ma- walking backstage tour. magic. Tour, not the Adventures by Disney experience, which I think has changed its name again. Uh, Anyway, this is the one in Walt Disney World where you get to see Central Shops, which is where they maintain and fix and create uh, ride vehicles Mm -hmm. and bits and pieces. Uh, They have the polar bear there. So he's part of the the tour and you can... Um, press a button and get him to <laughs> roar, I think. I forget if that was. There was a button that you could make an audio animatronic parrot work. Yeah, it's yeah. on Xanaland.com if you want to. You should check it out. Search for Backstage Magic Tour. You can read
1: about it. And of course, after it went over the waterfalls, it went to a, you know, into the North Sea with a giant yeah. uh, oil rig. And, but then I it went into a very lovely quaint Norwegian village where you would hop out of the boat and wait for your next adventure to begin and a lot of people did not like this adventure or they just walked right through it because they didn't have the patience to see a beautiful film called The Spirit of Norway.
0: Back in the day the doors would close and you had to stay in there and then people I guess over time were just like hey or somebody just decided to leave and the doors well, were I never always understood open. understood that. And then why people would just
1: walk through. Why wouldn't you want to appreciate the beauty Because of fast and pass and
0: people needing to get on test track in Sorin and... The silliness. Ride everything. I mean, it's different when you're a local. You yeah. can kind of well, take mean, your time and appreciate things. I but guess. When people come for a once-in-a-lifetime vacation, they want to do it all. It was just
1: such a beautiful film, though. It showed it the modern Norway yeah. and old-fashioned Norway with the with the child in the Norwegian museum kind of feeling that boat and like, hey, what's what happened in the past? And it showed all of that. Yeah. Ah, good times. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great film.
0: It was. And, of course, they also had the um, Akershus restaurant which I'm assuming you never went to
1: that is correct
0: it was a buffet back then I have no I haven't been there since it's been princesses but I did go there once as a child to the buffet and
1: I remember actually I in my later years I went to the buffet once and I was kind of uh, there was a, a lot more fish yeah so that I, hadn't
0: changed then I guess
1: then <laughs> I, I wanted I but I they had meatballs and mm. And so I had a lot of meatballs.
0: I remember eating meatballs and mac and cheese back when I went, and then there was a lot of pickled herring type of yes. things, mackerel and whatever. So I did not really enjoy it, and we did not go back to that restaurant. And then it became the Princess thing, and I still never went. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I think they still do have those fish meats, yeah. But I'm sure I to cater to the uh, to the younger group, they probably also have a lot more traditional breakfast fare. Mm
0: -hmm. And of course there is the, uh, I'm going to say the name wrong, but the bakery. Kringla. Kringla. Kringla.
1: Or no, you're right. (laughs) Kringla. With the famed school bread that I never really liked because I'm not a coconut guy. uh,
0: Um, I tried the school bread once And I wasn't a huge fan And I am a coconut person I don't know what I think it was just That it was too bread-like And I wanted like a pastry Kind of thing So whatever But I did Growing up I used to get the rice cream there All the time And they (laughs) used to Back in the 80s Sell plain rice cream With nothing on it And I even loved that But then I also liked it With the strawberry on top I think they still have it I honestly have not been back Since they refurbed that
1: And, of course, they also then had the, the, I still don't know how to pronounce this, is it Stave or Stave? The Stave Church, uh, which is a lovely little uh, museum piece where they would put in Norwegian artifacts. That was just always a fun, even though it was right there at the front of the pavilion, it was always uh, not very... It was a kind of a place to get away from I,
0: it all. It took me a long time to realize you could even go into oh, yeah. that. And I think that's what most people, that and then the museum in Morocco, which we'll get to, yes. which is now closed for refurbishment. Oh Hopefully my. they're not getting rid of it. Um, but it's one of those things where it doesn't say, come on in or here's yeah. what's inside and here. And I think that's great. You don't right. need that. It's, it's exploration a, and discovery.
1: For those that, you know, seek out those kinds of things and look for hidden treasures. <laughs> that's a reward.
0: Yeah, we recently ducked into there when we were doing our um, food and wine uh, video. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, Christian and I and Amanda, because it was pouring out. So it Uh-oh. is a good spot if you're <laughs> running. And also, you can go around the outside, the whole outside of it. There's like that yeah. walkway that's open. You can only
1: go through, uh, around the front
0: yeah. side. Uh,
1: no, that always intrigued me. I always yeah. wanted to go all the way around, but you couldn't go around the backside. Oh, well. <laughs> but it was fun. And they also had uh, the fun grass roof. I was just going to say is, that. Yes. Which is it was always fun. Hmm. Anyway, but on to the next uh, China.
0: Yeah, and there's a shop in there, oh, too, that sold Puffins, roost. Norwegian things. Now it's a lot of including stuff, giant but sweaters. Still has Norwegian things. Yeah, very thick wool sweaters and stuff. The, the cost and they have the Helene Hansen stuff. They've had that for a while now. And
1: of course, the scent of Norway.
0: Ah, oh, yes. What is the it called? Spirit of Norway, isn't it? Yeah. The Wait, what's it called? <laughs> I have No idea. No. Layla, the Ayla. spirit of Norway. Yeah. With Gear Nelson. Sure. I don't um, know. I love when you're walking around World Showcase, and you could be <laughs> as far away as, uh, let's say, Italy. And you can still smell the spirit of Norway. It's, it's always a very fun, distinctive. Yeah, because yes. they have samples in there and lots of people spray it on themselves. <laughs> uh, so, yes, on to China. China
1: was one of my favorites, I'll be honest with you. Because back then... When it first opened, China was such, it was the forbidden land. That's true, yes. You know, they had the forbidden city, and uh, it was just a place people just did not go to very much. It it really had not had this, that resurgence that it has since had, where it's grown exponentially. Uh, And you could certainly see that in the 360 film that they had, uh, The Wonders of China. The original one which i went to many times i know i've heard that you haven't been there too many times but i would go there a lot
0: yeah i preferred france because that's okay you could sit down and you didn't have to turn I all the way all around it was a fun concept i appreciated the 360 thing but i would get dizzy a lot like trying to see the whole thing and constantly turning back and forth and you know, back in the day when we were actually visiting and not just going for half a day or something, my feet would be killing me, even as a small child, and I would not enjoy having to stand up <laughs> and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. But I think I only saw the original one maybe one time.
1: I've Sorry. seen it hundreds of times. I loved it.
0: I did appreciate but the architecture. It and was
1: th- very unique, just because of all of the distinct uh, different lands that they had all within China which were so foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember uh, one very particular scene that where they were showing the most inland city that is the farthest away from any ocean on the world in the in the world and when they kind of took that the, the camera through there all of the people were staring at this camera like what is this newfangled <laughs> weird thing that's traveling through our streets. Hmm. It was such a very unique uh, thing. But uh I do remember that uh, they had Disney had um, had to get special permission to be able to uh, film all of these things. I there were all kinds of crazy things about that where they actually had to tell uh, the Chinese
0: mm-hmm. what
1: they wanted to film, and then they would actually go and film it themselves with this thing because they had to approve everything. It was a very restrictive time. And so even just having a pavilion and having a movie showing this was just something rare. And, like, even just the scenes that they had in the Forbidden City uh, was just something that's never been filmed before. Um, So it was just very unique.
0: Yes. (laughs) And I guess apparently the restaurants there didn't open... When the pavilion right the
1: restaurant, I think it uh, it was delayed for a few months. Mm.
0: Um, We didn't go to the restaurants too often, but I do remember back in the day. Oh, this is another conversation, I guess. Um, There used to be the food and fun card. Do you remember that? No. The precursor to the dining plan. I remember that. Yeah,
1: I do not because I never really went to those (laughs) restaurants. Um,
0: There was actually before that there was the gold key plan.
1: Ooh, I which had heard is about why, that. why and yeah. we'll do
0: a different topic on this someday but that's how and why we went to the Empress Lily okay room the Empress room which is the upstairs one with the gold leaf walls
1: I'll have to take your word for it
0: and the Gulf Coast <laughs> room which used to be in the contemporary that's mm. why we went there because on the gold key plan you got three meals a day and it was like <laughs> entree appetizer entree dessert non-alcoholic beverage. This is all ringing a
1: bell because I definitely remember reading about this in a lot of the old materials. I talked about it in mine too,
0: but yeah, a lot of people have um, discussed that. So by the end of our vacation, when we had that, we would be like, I'll just have a salad because it was really like too much food back then. But when that, (laughs) I remember having the food and fun card, which I think was like a late 90s iteration of that. And... That's when we would go to the um Nine Dragons. Okay.
1: Nine Dragons is one of my favorites because yeah, I, I, I very like much like there. Chinese food and it's a good place to but do that.
0: Coming from Boston, like we had good Chinese food all the time. So it oh. wasn't as but we never went to places like benihana <laughs> growing up i guess i don't really remember that so that's why we preferred japan and that kind of like okay. i think christian does too i passed that down i very much like japanese um, food too
1: but i never went to benihana yeah
0: i mm-hmm. do remember having the lotus bean or like red bean they used to have very unique desserts yeah, when it first ice opened. Cream. i had red bean ice cream yeah. and i did not care for it oh no and then they had some weird lychee thing too Which, you know, for me, was weird when I was a child. I'm sure it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah. And then they had the acrobats and, like, all sorts of fun stuff in there as well.
1: Yeah. uh, And that was another thing. They had the the circus performers in the actual movie itself. And then it was fun to see, to go outside and see them as well. Uh, Then they had the beautiful museum space that was attached to the the room, to the pre-show room for that. Mm Mm-hmm. For that movie, um, and even just in the pre-showroom, they uh, it's a, such a beautiful place with a lot of um, dark woods yeah. and uh, gorgeous Chinese uh, tapestries, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I know that they would also even bring in uh, musicians there to play mm. before the movie, which is just gorgeous. And I, then, oh, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, looking at, I mean, what made World Showcase, I think, so great. Was the amount of research and thought and doing it right that went into Absolutely. creating the architecture and the spaces. It was so authentic, as authentic as they could get in some cases. Right.
1: And I think later we're going to actually film a thing where I'm going to sh- kind of do a, an Epcot uh, show and tell where <laughs> I have a bunch of uh, things. It'll be a separate yes. thing. But uh, <laughs> in one of them, I have several little booklets that they actually handed to the original cast members. Oh, wow. um, that worked in all these pavilions that essentially told the story of their pavilion, whether they it be- They should a, still hand those out yes, today. Yes, <laughs> to, to essentially get them in the right uh, mindset yeah. to, uh, to be able to tell the story of their country.
0: And of course, that was the other cool thing was that the cast members were from A 100% the authentic, yes. Yeah. I,
1: all of them came from those. I from remember
0: um, having, I don't know what it was that I was having them sign. But I would have the different cast members write my name in their language for the ones that Mm -hmm. weren't, you know, (laughs) regular English letters. Uh, And that was a fun thing, which then people did that when the little Duffy and the masks used to be around. But I don't know what they have now. I guess the little Ziploc. Suitcase things. Yes,
1: the kid <laughs> cot, the, uh, the kid cots have uh, definitely changed over yeah. the, over the years. But that's
0: yes, and they didn't exist when this park opened because you didn't have to try to entertain kids. They were just the, entertaining
1: the <laughs> the, yeah. I as a child there, I found the whole place incredibly fascinating. I, I could not get enough.
0: Yes. So going from China, I guess we're.
1: We've actually there's a giant bridge.
0: There's the bridge, which is a drawbridge.
1: It's always fun. In, no longer unless used without. Oh, that's right. Reflections in reflections
0: of Earth globe going through it. Anymore. With the
1: globe that came through, they would have to raise that bridge. And a lot of times, uh, anytime they need to bring anything big, yeah, there, that's they do that. And I
0: well, don't remember fun. what. Used to be there before the little Africa.
1: Well, um, nothing. That was the planned location for the Equatorial Africa Pavilion. And in the uh, the opening special with Danny Kaye and Drew Barrymore, they actually had Alex Haley, uh, the author oh, wow. of Roots. Um, he did a whole presentation about this thing that was going to be built. I've even seen artwork. Yes. Uh, from like original artwork that. Um, talks about all of the different um, drawings and things sorry uh, all, they had a couple of different shows planned in there that was just going to be uh, fascinating um, but anyway that pavilion even and it's actually even in the this book there's a couple yeah. there's four pages in the uh, the Epcot Center beard book um, talking about it but hmm. uh, that never came to be and so that's always been kind of the equatorial Africa corner but it never really amounted to an actual pavilion did it have the
0: same buildings that are there now back then because i really don't uh
1: they've they've built on onto it more Mm. but where the 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 restaurant is now that that was a that was there but then they've kind of expanded on it to to have more things to sell gotcha but i think that should probably we've (laughs) probably we
0: were hoping to get to america
1: we haven't even gotten episode. to Germany yet. I know. But I think uh, <laughs> we sure uh, do talk a lot.
0: Spreak but. for yours. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but th- I mean, that's the thing. is like you have a lot more of the history things. That if it was just me talking, I'd be like, that was fun and I remember it. It was fun.
1: <laughs> I do remember it.
0: Um, but hopefully, you know, people are enjoying that. But stay tuned.
1: Topic? Stay tuned for our next episode, where yes. we will absolutely finish.
0: We will finish World Showcase, World Showcase and, and then we a little may bit have more. a final. There's a tease. Wrap Let's up just, Epcot.
1: Like, how episode. would you wrap wrap up Epcot in the day? So, we will see. Meaning, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, it's a tease. Okay. Like how, uh, how a guest might wrap up their day at Epcot. We might wrap up oh, our I podcast get it. at Epcot. So a fun tease. Yeah. Possibly.
0: <laughs> so with that said, we thank you for listening. Uh, at least, you know, Jeff Leepak is listening. We, we <laughs> want to give him a shout out. He's uh, commented on Twitter Uh referencing what we're talking about every now and then so and it is fun we greatly to get, appreciate we, that, it's fun Jeff. to get
1: comments so please uh, <laughs> if, if you're listening please yes. uh, send us a line in any of our um, places that we have and whether it be in Twitter Facebook Instagram or on our YouTube yes. site I uh, think and that's and certainly zanaland.com
0: that's what makes these discussions so fun is that I may not remember something but you will and someone else might have a different memory That they want to share and... We
1: all have our different memories. Refresh
0: our memories. So thank you for listening. Uh, Please like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching us there, give us a thumbs up. If you are listening Mm -hmm. to us on iTunes, you can subscribe there and give us a rating so other people can discover us. Yeah, we Um, would absolutely appreciate that. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can do that.
1: And as, as we mentioned, comments are very much appreciated as well.
0: You can follow us all on... Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that fun stuff. All of those links will be in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's about it, I guess, for For this this episode. Stay tuned for part four. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Of our Epcot series. Thank you for listening. Thank you. We'll see you next time up the waterfall.
1: Up the waterfall.
0: that is absolutely fantastic
1: well that's only part of it We got a big climatic scene
0: but how could you top it
1: well we set the place on fire and we have our audience trapped down in this flaming city
0: and how can they get out then
1: well now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall now how would you suppose we could get them out of there
0: by going up the waterfall
1: that's right anything's possible in disneyland